Actually, this week's parsha is really in the other Yoma. Because, um, first of all, you have here the Mulchom of Avram with the four kings. The Shalom says that Lamaisa, the four kings captured Lloyd. He says, they maybe didn't know it, but their Mazel knew it, whatever was the Malachim that motivate the actions of the Umas Oilam. What was the goal in taking away Lloyd? They wanted to destroy the potential for Mashiach. Lloyd, as you know, will eventually be the, the Zayda of Rus who is going to be the body of Dovramelech. So Mashiach comes through Lloyd. They captured Lloyd with the objective of destroying the potential Mashiach. Avram fights against these kings, which the Ramban explains that these four kings represent the, the Dalit Unois that uh, eventually would be the, the four Malochim that would be Mishabit Klaudiyot, Bovel, the Goliaths, Poros and Modai, Yovon, and Rome. Now, in the, in the, the dream of the Vuchadnezah, he has a dream of the statue on the bottom of the statue that had iron legs, it has feet with the mixture of iron and pottery. So in the first Shema Mazbir, some Mazbir that the iron legs would represent the Arab world, but certainly the pottery at the bottom means at the end of history, the pottery and the iron will together be the nation that will be the final stage in the in the Bias HaMashiach. And then Bukhadet's a dream, a little rock hits the statue on the bottom and smashes it and becomes a mountain. But I'll call upon him. Do we know who represents pottery? So the sort of thing, that's Ishmael. Ishmael represents pottery. So um, I'll call upon him. Avram saves them, and, and uh, that's the case of the Mashiach. But, so we have to deal, so we're dealing now with Ishmael, basically. So there's a Gemara in Chayus, on the base, very bottom of the omen, the Gemara says, talking about discussions that were had between Yeshua ben Hanania and the Chachmei Atuna, who the, the the geniuses of Athens, and so they would debate. So they would ask him questions, and he would answer. And sometimes the questions are very hard to understand, and the answers are hard to understand. So the Gemara says like this. Um, they came to him and they said, Mishra de Sakina be my Katli. They had, if you have a field of swords, how do you harvest it? So he said to them, the carnate the Khamra with the horn of a mule, the horn of a donkey. So they said to Umika, Karna Lachamra, since when do donkeys have horns? So he said, Umika, Mishra the Sakimit, was when they have a field of swords. So, just like you can ask me a stupid question, I give you a stupid But obviously, this was not a dumb question of our method. There was a certain amount of depth to it. So the question is, what's the deeper meaning behind this dialogue, and and what does it represent to us? So, um, I saw a shtickle tayyar from... uh, 
to Rabbi Reisman, but not to Rabbi Reisman from, from Menachem, Menachem Yisrael Reisman. I'll call upon him. He says over that, um, so they asked him, how do you harvest a field of swords with the horn of a donkey? So what is the shot? So Emma says like this, if you take a look in the Chumash, you find that we find there was the Esav that says al you'll live with your sword. And by Yishmael, it says he became a Reivakashos, he was an expert in archery. But at some point, at the end of Parsha's Chayi Sora, we find that, um, no, not the end of Chayi Sora, it's the end of Chayi it says, here you have a shidduch between Esav and Yishmael. So Esav learns archery from Yishmael, and Yishmael learns how to, be, how to yield a sword from Esav. And so now you have, today you don't have archery, you have artillery. But the idea of archery is killing something from a distance. So today you have rockets, you have missiles going, you know, and, and so Yishmael has missiles, and where did he get it from? He learned it from Asa, right? So it was a combination. And at the same time, you have uh, guys running on with swords, stabbing people, right? And so you have both of these in Yonim. So um, Asa now, the Yishmael, has the sword, he has the, the, the bows and arrows, he has the artillery, right? So... Um, so the Chachmi Atuna saying, how do you get rid of the field of swords? How do you heal? How do you get rid of the shmo? How do you get rid of the swords? Or the bows, whatever it is. How do you get rid of that? So the Yeshua ben Hanani says, you get rid of it with the horn of a, of a donkey. So what donkeys don't have horns? So the pshat is that what does it mean by the horn? So it says it's Tzemach Tovad Avdachon, the Heiros is Lech, the Karnoi Torah of Yeshua Secha. Think about the horn, the Melech HaMashiach. The Melech HaMashiach is brought down, can come in one of two ways. One way he comes is he's an Oni Roichid Alech HaMoyer. Another way it says that uh, he comes like a person, uh, comes on a cloud. So there's the Itoi and there's Achishena, right? If, if we do Tshuva, if you do the tshuva of Shabbosus or whatever the tshuva, Klaus or the tshuva, we can bring tshuva right, Mashiach right away. If not, there's a case. It has to come by then. If it comes early, it'll be like the post says, Osa at he came with Gwata, Kadesh But if not, it's only uh, so, so Rabbi Shur ben Chanan is telling them, I feel if he comes in a chamor, even if it's the, if it's the carrot of a chamor, He'll be able to destroy you. But the question is, they said to him, is there a Karen of Hamar? So he said to them, is there a field of swords? So what, what kind of kasha do? Of course there's a field of swords. We see it all the time. We're experiencing it today. There's definitely a field of swords. There's a field of artillery. There's a field of killing, killing with hatchets and killing with rockets. It's all there. So what's the shaylun? So this is what you have to know. There's a posuk in, in Shaistim, the Sefer Shaistim, Perigimel. It says, The Eila Hagoyim Asher Hashem Lenasas Vomis Yisrael. 
Kodesh led nations in Eretz Yisrael that to force the Yidden to remain Eretz Yidden. In other words, if all the glory would have been chased out, Hashem knew that the Yidden would eventually become that everyone would do their business and plant their fields and you needed some Zoyim around to keep the Yidden in check. That was what the, the Mashmoyis of the Mephorshim in Sefer Shreftim is. And so, um, the Gemara says in Masech B'Sanhed L'Mosh, Kol Kol HaKitzim Be'enet Avatoli El B'Tshuva. If you look in, in the Sforim, there's all sorts of Cheshboinus when Mashiach can come. And the Gemara says, Kol Kol HaKitzim, now it's up to us, we have to do Tshuva. And so uh, the Pesach in, in, in Sefer Azimu says that Mashiach will come with his Ephes Otsur There's no Yidin left who are distant from HaKadosh Baruch. So we have, to, we, we have a, a, a Chrayis over here that we have to do Tshuva. But you have to understand that how are we going to do Tshuva? So I think if you look in Eretz Yisrael today, from what I hear from people, and I, I don't hear too much, but from what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of tshuva going on in Eretz Yisrael. There's a lot of uh, people who are, uh, somebody told me that they're, they say, what? Tzitzis. is somebody, so somebody told me that they're, like my son told me, and somebody told him, or maybe Rabbi Rubin told me this, that um, somebody has a daughter who's in the IDF, from girl. So he said, why don't you find yourself a shidduch? So she said, uh, it's impossible because I can't tell who's from and who's not because everyone's wearing tzitzis and yarmulkes. So uh, it's very hard to tell that because they're all, all looking like uh, from Yidin, right? Uh, so um, I'm not sure when they go into battle if everyone looks like a from Yid, but vice um, the there's a big movement of wanting to... to what? They want to wear it. Yes, okay, so fine. Okay, so, but, um... And many American Jews that were, are very assimilating feel a more profound anti-Semitism as a response to They have expressed themselves in a Jewish way. Um, I read a Wall Street Journal article dealing about they had to make money at universities that didn't find the appropriate way. They already announced and not giving you any more money. They're allowing their Jewishness to be expressed and the fact they weren't revealing that even. Yes, so there's a Baruch Hashem, that's a positive sign within the, within the so the the the, the Vilna Goyen brings down there's a Gemara in Avodah that says Isifra loisaifa v'isaifa loisifra. The Vilna Goyen explains that Yaakov and Esav were born as twins. And why did Hakadosh Baruch have to do this? As we think about it, Avram and Sarah were Akaris. The Medrash says Avram was an Akarah, Sarah was an Akarah. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave them children. And it took a long time, and they had to daven, and they had to beg Hashem. And so first he gives them Yishmael, and then he brings, up, brings Yitzchak. And Yitzchak and Rivka were Akaris. And uh, they daven, they daven, and she has twins, Yaakov and Esau. 
So, what well, is making miracles here? What do you need the Shmuel and Esau and, and for, right? You know, you're making Nisan, so you need these two guys in the world. What's the Hadint? So, the Vilna Goyim says that Fakert, they came down together, Yaakov and Esau, to say to, to Yaakov, as long as you are sticking with the Sefer, you don't have to worry about the size. But when you start holding the Saif and you think and it's your weapons that are going to be victorious, then you're going to have problems, right? So, but if it's Saifer, if there's no Saifer, it's just the Saif, you're going to have the problems. So, you say that for him is that he has to know that it's only the Rebbein Shalom. We're not going to be Matzliach because of our own Koyach and the, the Tachlis of the enemies against us are to make us come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you realize that it's all there just to bring us back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, once you have total bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have nothing to worry about. The Rambam says in Hilchus Malochim, when he talks about Yiddish shoulders going out to war, he says, just put your your gaze, your trust in the mikveh Yisrael and Mashiach. The Shaz, why does the Ram have to use a lotion? You trusted the mikveh Yisrael. So the Shad is that when you go into a mikveh, you got to submerge yourself totally in the mikveh. You can't just stick your finger in. But if you don't submerge yourself totally, same thing he says, you have to have total bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not in anything else. Right? If you have total bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then you're good to go. Right? You just have to realize there's nothing else that's going to help me. And once you come to that Akara, then there's nothing else to worry about. That's the that's the famous word of the, the Nefesh Achayim. Nefesh Achayim brings down the person tracks Enoid Novadoi all the time. So, you know, you hear common mice that people have these Makshavois and um, they didn't have any problems. So you have to understand the Tachlis of Yishmoel is to bring us back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought them into the world. He didn't have to bring, HaKadosh had to give birth to Yishmoel for what? The Territz is so that Klausel would have something to force them to say there to recognize I have to be trusting in HaKadosh Baruch So Yishmoel Ben Chan is telling them there is no field of swords. It's just a mirage. The Etzim, they don't have any inherent Koyach. Once Klaiso realizes this Enoid Melvade, the steel of swords doesn't exist. Right? When, when, when David Amelech will come, we'll realize there was no field of swords. There was nothing. It was all something that we... Now, the states of were feeling it, we're seeing it. There's people who are dying. But the, the, that's because we're giving it Hashivas. The second, you recognize Enoid Melvade, when Klaiso will come to that Darga, so then... Mashiach will come and everything will be finished. And Emma says, it's an interesting Pesach, I just saw before I came, that um, the, the Hagar is the mother of Ishmael. And Emma says like this, Hagar could have really been the mother of one of the others. Had she played it right, so she's pregnant from Ishmael. If she would not have belittled Sarah, so she would have credited Sarah 
Sora was like Rochel gave, uh, gave gave her, her shivcha, and they're part of these Tlotzvotim, right? Had she allowed Sora to be like the mother of this child, so she would have been like one of the Imoyas, right? She would have had a chalik. She gave birth to Yishmol, and Yishmol could have been, and he would have been named by Avraham Avinu, and everything would have been okay. She decided, she would take on Gavir to Be'inecha, and she she decided she's going to run her own show, she's independent, so okay, if you want to have it that way. So then Yishmol becomes a fakert. The, 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 you know, the, the, the enemy of Klal Yisrael. But the Rishon had a tasket. He wants, she wants, he wants the Chogar to be one of the Moyes to a certain extent, and she'd have a role in bringing Mashiach. So ultimately, based on what I just saw from the Rami Pano, it's a fascinating thing that in the days of um, when David Hamelach was born, so Yishai Medrash tells us. The Russians say that Yishai was a grandson of Dovid and Dovid Amal's father, the grandson of, of Russell. So he was one of the four tzaddikim that died without a chait. So if you imagine a guy who never did a chait in his life is obviously a real brisker. He's not much worried about everything. And so one, he has seven sons. And one day he wakes up and he says, you know something, is a mud nazach. My Zayd Boyaz married Rus, and he died the next morning. Ken Zayn, the reason why Hashem took his life the next morning, because he was over a major chait. He married a Moyavian. So if my Zayda was over, and he married a Moyavian, so I'm also in love with a call, because I'm an anical. If I'm also in love with a call, so I have no children, that a So he wants to have such one child that would be Mutalavakol. So he has a shifcha. So he says to the shifcha Herzen, I, uh, I don't know if my matzah is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to live with you now. Right? Now, if, I, if I'm a regular yid, I can't live with you, so I'm going to free you on the tonight. That if I'm a kosher yid, Right, you're a freed shifla kananis, and you're a bas yisrael now, and you can live with me. On the side that I'm also mother because, so I don't have to free you. I don't want to make you a Jewish girl, and I'll live with you. Now, on the side that I'm also mother because, and we have a baby, that baby's an effort. An effort that you free becomes a kosher year. So this is my plan. Okay. Now, the shifcha was not interested in getting between. Uh, Yishai and his wife E. Doyle, so she uh, she didn't she didn't sleep with him, and unbeknownst to Yishai, he's sleeping with his wife, and she gets pregnant, and he thinks that she was Muslimah. So the baby is sent out to take care of the sheep. The boys, the brothers, want to kill him. Yishai says Metukasmish, and so we will just you know ostracize him, and he gets sent out with the sheep, and then Mulanavi comes to anoint the king. And he sees all of Yishai's kids, and each one he thinks is a mela. Finally, Hashem says, none of them are the kings. So he says to Yishai, we have any more kids? He says, no. He says, Yishai's not shy. He says, okay, call the mamzer. So uh, David comes, and the, the, the oil starts to bubble, and he's the mela. Zokterami Pano, so who is the shifcha? The shifcha was Hagar. We didn't say that. But anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
Shifcha, now, when he says the Shifcha was hung, I don't need that hunger, I don't need that long, or the Shifcha was a Nitzitz of Hogar's Neshama, or whatever it is, but it, it had a Shaykhis to, to Hogar, and Mela Hogar becomes, in a certain way, the one who brought about the birth of David Amelis. Not that she was the mother of David, but that she was the Gairim, that forget, where she was, she took her Gevirta and she lowered her status, here she took her Gevirta and elevated her status, that she should be still Roy for Yishai, and through that she brought about Dovod HaMelech, which was able to undermine that she built up Yishmol, and through that she threw it off, that there would be ultimately a Mashiach. See, see, I know this way also, the fact that Haran is the predecessor of, of, of women. Right, right. So there's just a mice, this idea of having in mind, so the, 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 somebody brings down that his grandmother, his grandmother's, his grandmother's father or whatever, I'm not sure, so his grandfather from his mother, his, wife, his wife's grandfather could be, his wife was, was a Holocaust survivor. And he looked at his arm, it was interesting, he had the numbers, he had a crossed out number and another number. Super shock. Most people, I've seen my share hidden, and you see the numbers. You never saw a, a crossed out numbers and new numbers. The Nazis didn't make mistakes. Super <laughs> shock. So this guy says, but they, but they were corrected if they did. Yeah, they were. So he said, he, he, this this guy came to, to uh, Auschwitz. He was about thirteen. He looked a little bit older. So he got sent to the right by Mengele. But he got sent to the right. It wasn't uh, guaranteed he would survive. It just meant that you... you for now. For now. So uh, sure enough, after a while, there's another selection. And this time he got sent to the left. So what he figures, this little young guy, he figures, I'm not going to stay over at the left. I'm going to try to sneak over to the right. So he sneaks over to the right. But Mengele's assistant hopped, and he schlepped him back to Mengele. So Mengele looks him over, and he says, the kid's right. He should be on the right side. And he sends him to the right. But the problem was that once they already sent him to the left, they already took his name off the records. He was already killed, right? So now he's got numbers that have already been in the German records, so they had to cross out his number and give him a new number. So, if you go to Yad Vashem, the guy died, right? because they had the records of all the people that were killed. The Maisi came back to life. Now, how did he do that? What was the secret? How did he come to Mengelen? He said, when they pulled him out of the right side, the entire time he was trachting, thinking about the Nefesh Achayim's word. He didn't stop thinking. There's only the Rebbein Shalayim. And because he said, because I was thinking of that and nothing else, that's what saved my life. And so, was killed once, came back to life with Amuna that there's Eino Milvadoi, and that's what kept him going. So we should be zeicher very soon. Hopefully, Klaus will come to that idea, that that realization that Eino only shown El Avish Mashemayim, and slowly but surely we'll see Nisim and the way you see them strolling in the fear that people have. That the Derek of Kenley just doesn't make sense. How did you make the tunnels and the field of people in the place?